0: hello
1: yeah you can hear me awesome 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 Awesome. so first of all good morning my dear how's everything going it's
0: great how are you
1: good good i can't complain can't complain enjoying the sunday off so i just want to Say welcome, everybody, to episode 30 of the Daily Grime Podcast, and I have a very good friend of mine, coworker. Please, my dear, introduce yourself.
0: Hi, everyone. My name is Anna. I'm really excited to be on here today.
1: And uh, what's, what is your profession right now? How do we know each other?
0: Okay, so I work as a personal trainer, um, and I also work as an online health coach, so really, my passion is just inspiring and helping other people live their fullest, um, most thriving life possible.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I love that. So today, and I know, Anna, you've heard some of my podcasts already, and definitely why I wanted to bring you on is to not only get a female's perspective in regards to being a trainer and helping people and mm-hmm. motivated, it's more of... I love your story. I remember the first time we met each other and it was definitely reminiscence of what I've done as well, leaving pretty much where you're from. So I kind of want to go all the way back. I'm still getting to know you sure. even now, working together for as long as we have already, but mm-hmm. just wanted to see what, you know, let's go on the background. Where were you originally from? What brought you here? So let's start from there. Let's,
0: okay. where were you originally yeah, born? So, I was actually born in the UK, in England, and I moved to the US when I was six, and I, it's interesting, I have three passports, um, so my family all lives in New Zealand and the UK, and then I ended up in North Carolina. <laughs> um, yeah, so, kind of confusing, but basically, I'm from all over, and I uh, lived in San Diego when I was a kid. And when I was about twelve years old, uh, we work we moved to the East Coast, and like it broke my heart because San Diego was like my favorite place in the whole world, and I dreamed of living here forever, and it held just a special place for me, and every time I come back and visit, I was like, "This is where I belong, this is where I belong." But I had to finish school and I had to do everything, and so when I was in college, I made it my goal to get back out here, no matter what it took. Um, and so that's what I did. And I finished university and I worked my butt off. I I took extra credits. I worked as hard as I could. I saved every penny I could make. And I got in my car. I didn't know anyone. I didn't have a job. Just went by myself 3000 miles across the country. And I decided to make this my home.
1: Wow. How hard was that for you? Um, I know definitely I've done that trip like two or three times. So yeah, that, that road trip itself is something You know, especially doing it by yourself. I've done it, I think, two times by myself as well. Um, Because I was stationed in North Carolina. I remember Raleigh. I remember, you know, all the party towns. I remember all that fun stuff. Um, But how hard was it for you? Was it at any point, you know, as you're leaving North Carolina, did any doubt come to mind or was it more, okay, nope, got a plan, just got to get there?
0: Yeah. So the drive itself, like, wasn't that bad to me. It's kind of interesting to, go on a drive it's, it's almost like a journey right like you're learning throughout the process I think the excitement of getting there like obviously there's those moments that are boring and whatever um but in general the idea of moving by myself was probably one of the scariest things I've ever done um and it definitely required overcoming a lot of self-doubt and I didn't think I could do it but I kept talking it into existence I'd tell everyone I met like this is my dream I'm gonna make this happen and and like yes it was terrifying but like, you know, North Carolina is always going to be there. And, like, you know, you don't know. You can't open yourself up to your potential until you take that risk and put yourself out there. So every time I down to myself, I was like, you know, like, the struggle is what makes you stronger. And, and that's what opens up that opportunity for you.
1: Yeah, so true. Big believer of <laughs> overcoming whatever obstacle you're kind of going to at that time makes you that much better. Um, yeah. So I know the story, of course, but I definitely love it when you tell that story because it's definitely it's a motivating story it's very reminiscent of you know arnold coming to the country um when he was bodybuilding or any type of big celebrity who's getting known out there reminiscing of leaving their comfort area and going to somewhere that they know they will have success did you have a um did you have a plan though like all right i know i want to go here or did you have some options at first you just kind of like okay let Um, me get there and then move forward
0: so this is kind of crazy I don't know if I've actually told you this maybe I have but uh when I first got here you know I didn't have too much money saved up and I got the interview and the job the day I um drove in. I literally drove in and like went to the interview and I just happened to get it so I really lucked out finding the job um and in terms of where to live and not really knowing anyone I went and did a work exchange at a hostel and so I was working like it was crazy I was like cleaning mopping floors cleaning bathrooms in between my two shifts at the other job um, and I was getting like no sleep at all driving from downtown all the way up here to be working um, wow. But again, like it was probably one of the most challenging things like It was actually terrifying living in a hostel. Um, I've backpacked all over Europe by myself, so I put myself out there a lot. And I don't mind that, but this was just a sketchy situation. Like, there were rats on the floor. There were, like, homeless people, like, walking around, staying in the rooms. Um, So it got really scary at times, and I really was second-guessing myself. And there were a few times where I was like, I'm just going to get on a flight back home. Like, I can't do this anymore. This is too scary. Um, but everything fell into place. And yeah, I had to really tough it out and save up and work that hostel um, for the first month. And finally, I got myself a beautiful place. And now everything's just, you know, coming together.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, I think you briefly went into it when you told me that. Uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know you were doing like in between shifts. And,
0: yeah, so, like, between one shift, I would drive downtown, and then I'd work for, like, four or five hours cleaning toilets, and then I'd drive back and do my other shift at the, that's the crazy. gym and go back and do night shift there, and it was, it was honestly too much for my body to handle, but I knew it was temporary, so.
1: Looking back to it, as far as you've come so far, would you change anything?
0: I don't think I would, you know, like, I sit down and I think it's so important to embrace the present and and maybe that's something like because of all the moving and the chaos I'm constantly thinking like what's my next step like how can I continue to grow how can I get better like I love that growth mindset but sometimes it takes away from enjoying the now so yesterday I went to the beach and I sat and watched the sunset and I just thought about like what am I grateful for right now like there's no time like the present to really embrace what life has for you right here. And and I feel like I really am one of the luckiest people in the world because I am living in my dream location. I'm training amazing clients. I'm creating these transformations for people. And there's nothing as rewarding as just living your true passion.
1: It's very true. It's, I think, something that people do overlook. And me and you have had discussions about this, um, literally the other day, too, about it, just... Ha- Enjoying your process, enjoying your job. Exactly. And I think that's something that people overlook. Where, yes, they may have a job that's paying the bills, but I always just try to tell people, okay, I get that. I love that. But why do something you hate? You know, I'd rather you be happy with something you enjoy to do and you know you have that potential to grow and you will than work somewhere that is paying you good amount of money but you're miserable um, and that's that's awesome to hear that mm-hmm. that you have that same type of passion and you're so grateful for everything and it's a crazy story it's a very good story it's it's something that one of the reasons why I definitely wanted to bring you on here um, for that reason because when you were telling me it's like man I gotta get this girl on here
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and just moving forward it's a good way to tell it's to show people that if you have a plan, you can be forward to it. You know, I, I'm like you said, I know there's times when you were working a hostel, like, man, this is <laughs> I'm done with it. Going to go back. Mm-hmm. What at those times, what was it that kept you going? Was it getting those clientele that you were getting, like those new clientele and hearing like their stories and helping them achieve it? Or was it more just you telling yourself, okay, I can't stop because I don't know what's going to happen if I don't, go hundred percent.
0: Yeah. I think you have to really open yourself up to your full potential. And for me, I know that I'm capable of more and, and the life I had in North Carolina, don't get me wrong. It was great, but there's so much more out here that I can help people with. And I know that's my calling and I, I can't live that down, you know? And, and when I struggle, I tell myself constant progress really requires the right mindset and there's always going to be those seasons of winning or seasons of losing in your life and those periods where things are good or things are bad but you have to remind yourself that you have to get through the difficult moments to get to the great ones Um, so true you you can't dwell on that negativity you know like you are in control of your life and and you have to make that decision to overcome those things because even when it's bad like the great things are, are just like a fingertip away, you just have to keep pushing through that wall and you will get there. And, and it requires a strategy and you have to really address that on a day-to-day basis. Like what am I gonna do right now that's helping me down the line? So for me, something that I do is I'm I'm a big believer in goal setting and not just new year's resolutions, but every month I think like, what am I doing on the day-to-day right now that's gonna help me five years down the line? Oh, I love a that five-year goal, that ten-year goal, and then I reverse engineer it so that what I'm doing right now will get me there.
1: I love it. I love that. I love that concept, and I love how you pitch that because I think a lot of people always say, "Okay, I'll, here's my goal, but I'll just wait till next year." And it's like, no, man, it's not a New Year's resolution yeah. type goal. It should be something that you thrive to get better. And I think you have a mentality. Um, would you say that you don't like being average?
0: Yes, for sure. I think um, I want to make the world a better place. And I know that my purpose when I say I don't want to be average, it's it's not that like, I want me to be some amazing person, right? It's that I know that I have a gift to help others. So I want to network and reach as many other people as I can to help them become their best self. So
1: yeah, and there's nothing wrong with it. I think people have a misconception when people hear that, like, oh, don't be average, don't be average. It's nothing derogatory. It's more of, I, to me, it's boring of doing the same nine to five without helping people. If okay. you're just doing a nine to five, I get it. Like I said, I get that you pay the bills, but if you're not helping either yourself, your family, your significant other, or somebody of the drive that gives you passion, it's you're, you're kind of just going through the motions of life and as precious as life is, you know, every place that you go, you know, take that chance, take that opportunity to go forward. Um, what is that? I'm, Cause I'm interested that you said that. What is that five year goal from now?
0: For me? Um, well, five years from now, I do want to go to grad school. So I'm taking a GRE prep class while working and running my own business right now. And my goal is to build up my own business even more. And then I want to move to New Zealand. And ultimately my dream is to live on a little farm with baby pigs and like <laughs> run my own coaching like empire where I'm just helping as many as I can. And not just in fitness. I, I think that's another misconception. Like, don't get me wrong. like I'm really interested in like changing people's physiques and inspiring women to create healthier lives and all of that. But I think that, health and wellness is such a broad range of things beyond just fitness. And I want to tap into that as well. So nutrition, mindset, um, even spirituality, you know, there's so many realms of health and wellness. And this is something I studied in my undergrad degree. So I'm really passionate about that. But also the scientific component, right? Like I love exercise fizz. I love just understanding all the different mechanisms that create that change in people and along with that the coaching psychology as
1: well what has been because I know like you say you've been helping people beforehand was it different for you to have more of that interaction at first like at one time when you first became more in the trainer in the gym like more corporate wise compared to what you would do at a smaller gym or online was there any part transitioning into there like okay I gotta either change my wording or I gotta do this different
0: Yeah, it's definitely a very different system. So I have been a trainer for four years in the gym, so it wasn't like a shock to be on the ground working with people per se, but I've really moved from the in-gym to solely online before starting my job out here. So all the online stuff, I have my own systems in place. You know, I do Excel templates, Excel spreadsheets, um, I have like check-in lists, I do Skype calls, it's all like online and I have like a very specific system in place and I even have a custom app. Um, when I moved into the gym, I realized I had to make my system work with the gym system as well. So it, there's a lot of trial and error of more just like paperwork stuff than the actual like training in person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I think overall, I wouldn't say it's too different other than the fact that like, I think it's really important to understand that you learn from experience so yes i knew what i was doing before i started this job but because every single person you learn from every single person is like a case study that makes you a better coach um because everyone's so individual there's no one size fits all there's no cookie cutter a template plan that's going to create someone results or nutrition plan for one person it's it all comes down to the psychology and the mindset around food and and ultimately educating them how to create that result so that they can sustain it.
1: I love that I love that and I think that's what having your perspective it and I know a lot of trainers who want or people who want to become trainers sometimes don't understand that concept. And I definitely think, yes, that is a good plus for you that you did work in a gym. So, you know, Mm -hmm. just simple transitions like you were saying. But I think that is something that people kind of overlook where they want to be, you know, that trainer. They want to help change lives. But I think a big shocker to people is at times, yeah, you're helping people, but you also got to make a living as well. (laughs) And I think that's what the hardest part is. People kind of don't understand of how to really brand yourself, you know, your your time is valuable, but their time is valuable as well. It's understanding how you make it. Um moving into there, was there anything different for you regards to pricing or stuff like that? Was it more of in regards to financial things that were objecting? It's like, huh, I never thought about, you know, hearing this from a response why they don't want to get started, or did you notice more excuses in a more of a commercial gym like this or did you realize that's ah, about the same
0: so well my job in the gym back in North Carolina actually did not involve any sales at all mm-hmm. uh, basically it was comped by the university and we just kind of had a never-ending list of clients and all the trainers were working part-time because we were at school too so it's kind of like we just picked from the list of the client and, and the training was such a low price that it wasn't really sales to begin with. Um, so I, that was the blessing in a sense that I really got that experience on the ground without having to worry about the sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I started my own business, that's like a hundred percent sales and marketing, right? Like that's mm-hmm. where I really had to educate myself because yeah, I had the tools to help people, but how am I going to get my name out there? How am I going to like convince people that they really need my service and so yeah, I started listening to a lot of podcasts and just teaching myself marketing and branding and all of that. And um, going into the gym, yes, it was very different, but it was it's a fun challenge because it was something I already began to educate myself on. And so every time you know I'm stuck with a difficult situation, you've definitely been a huge help for me as well. Oh, um, thank just, you. Just learning, you know, and and you have given me a lot of tools. So I would say yes, it was definitely. A big change in terms of sales but at the same time it's it's i don't feel negative about it because ultimately to me it's like exchanging energy with someone and and i know that what i have is what they need and i know i can change their life so and when they see that when they feel that genuine connection that's when it's, it's not a negative thing
1: yeah i always tell people because the easiest way people don't be successful in something is they feel bad. They feel bad that they have to charge for their product, which I totally get. You know, you're trying to help people. You at times want, and don't get me wrong, I've done that myself when I first started my brand or just helping people myself was, you know, not charging at first because I wanted to get to know the body. I wanted to get to know how this and this works on them without so much, okay, pay me this. And yeah, trust me, you'll get results, which I I, I get that, I get that. But I think people overthinking in a sense and try not to help them out because they're already kind of saying no. They're answering no for that person already before they even actually ask. Because at the end of the day, people do know, (laughs) regardless if you're going to a commercial gym or you're going to a small gym or even online. In order for some services, people are very aware nowadays that it does cost something, you know. But I think what would be your best tip from everything you've learned so far, being in all of these places, learning, moving across your best tip for somebody who wants to go into becoming a trainer?
0: Um, Okay. I feel like I have a lot of tips, but the biggest one I think for me is stop worrying about building your brand. Stop worrying about getting the clients. Stop worrying about like how many followers you have or like, what the best exercises or the best pictures and start mastering your craft. Like literally so many people are so worried about like, oh, when I become a pro, I'm going to have all the clients and I'm going to be a trainer and I'm going to be insta-famous and that's when the, the clients will come. And, and ultimately, no, that's not the case at all. You need to be good at what you do get results, get testimonials, create relationships, and those will get you referrals. And that's how you build your business, being good at what you do. It's nothing about you at all, actually. Like so many trainers or new trainers, at least come in, they're like, well, I'm really good at fitness and I'm in really good shape. So I can help people. And yes, maybe you can, but being able to help someone and being able to look good are two very, very different things. Like you have to be able to coach and create relationships and create results that teach people and give them the education and the knowledge to support and reach their goals. But not only that, but sustain them long-term.
1: I love that. I love that. And then I kind of go on to go a little bit more, but it's so, so true. And I love that you said that because the simplest things of that,
0: Hey, are
1: you there? Hey, you know, how do I work this part? And let's say it's not their best part to train. They say they're more functional. Oh, yeah, man, I want to focus on. Mm-hmm. And if you what don't know so- how to...
0: That just yeah. cut out for a second, so can you repeat whatever?
1: Like Yeah, yeah, no, no. There. I saw that, I saw that. <laughs> it was pretty much saying it baffles me that people don't know their craft in mm-hmm. whatever though sometimes, you know, they can, they can spit the game, and I like using the GNC analogy, and no knock on GNC, but there's a lot of people at GNC who do this shit, and it would bother me so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, give you all this breakdown of their supplement and all that stuff, and then you look at the person, though, and you're in better shape than that person. Like this person is like, you know, either of, overweight or underweight and they're giving you knowledge, but, but tell me anything. It doesn't explain and show me how to give me results. And it baffles me that some trainers or anybody in any craft that happens, what would you, what would you be? So I'm gonna go, cause I know you said you had a lot of tips. Mm. Give me your top five, top five tips. Let's say I just came to you Hey Anna, I, I want to be a trainer. What are your five tips?
0: Okay. Well, the first one is master your craft, like I said. Um, and what comes with that really is overcoming self-doubt. So for me, a biggest struggle, and I'm still learning to overcome this, is really believing in myself and, and the amount I can help people. Like, yes, I know I have knowledge, but sometimes I feel like, you know, there's always so much more. So overcoming that self-doubt and knowing that like you have a gift and you can tap into that and help people is extremely, extremely important. Um, and with that confidence, the sales will come too, right. And a way to build that up is again, mastering your craft, but really tapping into education. So I think so many trainers just sit the certification and and a lot of times do people want to be trainers and they're like worried about certification. I'm like the certification is nothing compared to everything you need to know to be good at what you do. Um, you could sit the certification in, in like a couple of weeks, just read the book and sit it and take that test. But it takes years of educating yourself, and you don't need a degree. Of, of course, I have a degree in this stuff, and like I love school, I love learning, but there's so many resources and, and textbooks you can read. And I'm constantly buying new books and educating myself and learning from other coaches. And I think a big thing that I think maybe my second biggest tip overall is that don't think you know everything. Don't think that there's one way. Don't think because something has worked for you before that you can't open your doors up to a new methodology because everyone is so individual, right? Um even for me, I I got some new textbooks I've been learning and I'm just trying out new methods and and like I said my clients can be case studies sometimes and I'll try something completely different than what I thought worked before because I read some new um research that came out saying that this new method works and I try it out and I get amazing results and, and that's the thing you, you have to keep your doors open and continue to learn and continue to get better and, and not think because you know, one thing it's, that's the answer. So I think that's what, like three tips right there, maybe four. That's three, three, two more.
1: What's, what's two more.
0: Two more in terms of training. So definitely working on your sales technique and, and that comes with the confidence we talked about. So the more you educate yourself, the more you're going to know what you're doing. And with that comes the confidence and it makes it a lot easier to, to sell to people as well, because you are giving them the answer. You are giving them that education and that knowledge. So um, building up the sales experience is definitely going to help. And lastly, looking at the, the end goal, like I I made a post about this the other day, and um, but you should never have a client just to string them along forevermore trying to take their money The a good coach is trying to give their client the education and the results but the ability to sustain that on their own forevermore
1: oh i remember what post talking about I, I actually reposted that because i love it and it's yeah. so yeah. true it's so true i always tell people at the end of the day my goal is for you not to come back as funny as it sounds and people say like oh no man no why would you say that Mm-hmm. Well, that's my goal. My goal is not to babysit that person. I want to teach a person. I want that person to learn. And I love that you posted that. And so, so true. I think people focus more on the income part of it and don't focus on helping somebody. That yeah. next thing you know, you just have a clientele who hasn't really changed. They just want to be around you.
0: Yeah. And the unfortunate thing with is <laughs> our industry is really Um, hugely focused on like selling these quick fixes and whatever can get money and people in and out the door as fast as possible. But the truth is to really help people, we need to look at their after picture years down the line and, and getting rid of those quick fixes and creating those sustainable habits and giving them the education and the knowledge so that they can keep these tools you give them and achieve progress on their own forevermore. So yeah, you know, just that's a big thing that I'm passionate about is kind of working to change our fitness industry or at least the people I work with and their mindsets around dieting and teach them that, no, it's, it's not about yo-yoing and it's not about extremes and it takes time and it takes patience. But if you stick with the process, you will get those results and you will keep them for the rest of your life.
1: I love it, my dear. I love it. That's Stephanie. why I definitely mm-hmm. wanted to bring you on here. But we are going to cut it a little bit short, around under 30 minutes. Got some other okay. things I need to be doing today, and I don't know what you got going on. But I like to keep it anywhere from about 30 minutes, almost 40 minutes top. Don't like to take people's yeah. time. Um, But big thing, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure, my dear. Um, You know, always great info for people. Definitely want to do another segment down the road. As you yes, move I would love that. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Definitely want to have my regulars on here as well. Before mm-hmm. we sign off, let everybody know where they can find you on all your, your handles, Instagram, Twitter, if you have one, any URLs. Plug that away and we're signing off and we'll be good to go.
0: All right, sounds good. So thank you for having me. You can find me on Instagram at Fit. And my website is anasophiefit.com.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. This has been episode 30 of the Daily Grime Podcast. And we out. Bye.